0: Hey everybody, C note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like playing with your best friend underneath the blanket, <laughs> um, because that's what we're doing on today's episode. I've got Molly with me on the episode, and we're going to be talking all about support in relationships and personal, but also like professional and being happy for your partner, your friends, for people's success. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars and stuff like that. So let's hit the button and do the thing on the dopamine. Let's go.
1: Drop, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> The NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on OutKick's Hot Mike with Hudson Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So, Chad, which quarterback extends to that next level? Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, I think think so. Yeah, it's it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. He's going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs.
0: Playoffs are also a time to shine for
2: Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs' offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season. There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcasts. NFL and more covering your favorite teams. OutKicks Hot Mike with Hutton
1: & Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. So welcome back to the
0: show. (laughs) happy you guys are here. I hope you're doing okay. Today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about support in relationships because Molly and I, which she's on the episode, say hi to people. Hey, hi to people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were talking, we were watching the Oscars last night and it brought up all sorts of fun feelings and conversations that uh we got really sentimental with each other but it was also really nice to see on at least this award show yeah everyone being <laughs> super supportive of each other uh throughout like there was just a lot of um it felt consistently like there was support being shown for like other nominees and I felt like there was a ton of talent and creativity being shown and expressed throughout the award show. And that just brought out a gushiness in me <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> he was so gushy. <laughs> I, was, I was super gushy about our relationship because, uh, you know, Molly and I have had the opportunity to grow together after some challenges in previous relationships and together I think one of the biggest things for us like growing our relationship has been all about how we support each other and how ultimately I am super happy when you succeed and I think professionally too like people go further when they express they sort of like pass the torch of gratitude to other people in their lives and uh that also translates to some of the conversation we've had in the past around polyamory that we've talked about a little loosely in our relationship.
2: <laughs> I was just I was just kicking myself because I should have looked up the name for that. I forget the name of. So there's a particular
0: <laughs> um, emotion that is usually referenced in polyamorous relationships. It's basically
2: Uh, the idea of like, if you're in a polyamorous relationship and you have you and your partner, and then there are metamors, which is like your partner's partners and things like that, that you're ultimately, rather than focusing on the jealousy emotion that naturally comes up, you focus on the emotion of being excited for your partner's pleasure and your partner's happiness. So we were kind of talking about that outside of polyamorous relationships and that it's a good concept to think about in every
0: relationship. Yeah, there was, there was you know, we're generally interested in how all sorts of different people live their lives. So this was not, a, like, a major thing uh, for us. It was kind of, but well, it wasn't. It was, but that's a different but story. But that's a different story. That's not what we're <laughs> talking about day. today. <laughs> what we're talking about is that in, in the sort of uh, deep dive with some of that stuff, like, you can learn what is valuable with any relationship. Because I think it, when talking about that for polyamory, you know, a lot of that is in reference to your partner's emotional and physical pleasure, but there's no reason that that can't translate to being in a one-to-one relationship in, you know, in reference to your partner's success or building relationships with other people or having like Semi-romantic personal relationships, not necessarily like being with someone else, but I, you know what I'm trying yeah, to get to. it's really it's <laughs> really like focusing on the other
2: person's happiness as well as your own. Yeah, and seeing your relationship as a re- relationship of two individuals that have their own goals and their own successes and their own things that they're excited about, and rather than falling into that trap of like codependency, where if you're upset, your partner should be upset. Or, you know, like if you're struggling, your partner should also be there with you in it. There's this other way to approach it where like, if I'm doing something really cool, like you're excited about it Mm -hmm. and there's not this weird insecurity that comes up where I feel like a lot of relationships, especially like my own past relationships have been very rooted in insecurity around success or happiness of the other person, that it always has to be tied to the partnership as opposed to you as individuals. Right. So
0: I think that's really important too. I think one of the biggest, yeah, I think one of the biggest, uh, I think one of the biggest things that we talked about pretty early on in our relationship, I think was the concept of, of, uh, this third entity that is our relationship that like you and I exist as separate individual people, Mm. But like, yeah, it's like <laughs> she did, like sparkly fingers, stuff, like woo woo, <laughs> magical third entity, <laughs> this magical third entity. But that's like kind of a way to look at it. You know, a lot of people think of like their children as the third entity, and then they end up messing up their kids <laughs>
2: Right. because they're just totally different human beings. <laughs> yeah,
0: but but if you think about the third entity of your relationship as something else that also needs to be nurtured, as opposed to. You know, in intertwining your individuality too much into the relationship itself, you kind of forget about each other's individual needs and like everything your partner does for better or worse Mm -hmm. is a reflection of yourself, which is not a healthy perspective, I don't think. No, that's the definition of codependency. And really, so like the
2: third entity is the idea that you've got you, you've got me and we're two separate people. And there's also our relationship as a third, like entity, as opposed to getting into a relationship and losing yourself in the relationship mm-hmm. where that there's like no two individuals. You're just together. It's like whenever someone says, Oh, that person completes me. It always makes me like a, Ugh. It's a little cringy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cringy because you are a complete and whole person on your own. And they are also a complete and whole person on their own. Right. And then together there's this other thing that kind of of comes as a result of you walking on the path of life side by side as right. opposed to be like focusing on each other all the time.
0: Yeah. Which I think is one of the reasons why, there, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the key reasons that we refer to each other as partners as opposed to like Boyfriend and girlfriend, um, not to talk down on anyone who does that. You're welcome to. It's fine. We're just in our thirties, and it feels, it feels a little w- infantile. Well, it feels it feels a little <laughs> weird. But also, with where we are in our relationship, it also feels weird. We'd probably be married by now. If finances were a little better. Right. Well, and boyfriend and girlfriend is gendered, and it's so. I don't know. It's all just weird.
2: Not partner's just a better.
0: There's more things, <laughs> but I think partner is. But that's that's an important point because I yeah. think a lot of people think about just the gendered part of the conversation of like referring to each other as a partner yeah because like these days if anyone said uh, if you were to refer to if i refer to you like vaguely to someone else, else's like mm-hmm. saying like oh my partner and i there's the and assumption there's yeah. the assumption that i have a gay partner because that's associated with either gender or uh sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea of partner is more of a psychological shift to understanding that your partner is someone that you're with, whether it's, whether you use the term like pair bond partner or like someone life partner or something like that. It's just like someone that you're spending time with that you love hanging out with, that you like working with, that you love like, you know, what they're doing and partner, I think naturally Brings the term support along with it, as opposed to like boyfriend or girlfriend, which I think inherently can sound a little more possessive.
2: Yeah, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, which, like, we say my partner, but there's that idea. I think that gendered idea too also brings up the idea of roles and expectations. Yeah. And When you're in a relationship, like we call it partner or partnership because we don't have these like fixed expectations on each other of like gendered roles or like, I do all the cooking and cleaning because I'm the woman or like we (laughs) share the load of normal life stuff like pretty equally and communicate about it. Like there's that openness to communication all the time Uh as opposed to you're this person in the relationship. I'm this person. So that means it always looks like this. Yeah. And then there's no room to grow, which I think our relationship has been focused on supporting each other in our growth yeah. and evolution.
0: Yeah. And I, I think generally that, that partnership angle is probably been some of the most important things for me to, for me to continue to think about because there are parts of my growth that are definitely like kind of stuck in the past a little bit. And I'm, I think all of us are working through a lot of things like that. We're unlearning wiring or expectations. Uh, you know, for me, I feel like as a nerdy INTP man, I've always felt like I've needed to do probably far more than I need to. I think it's worked out for me in terms of like relationships and getting partners and stuff like that. But like, it, it has not always served me to take on the male role specifically of feeling like I need to go and like lay on a wire for my female partner. Mm-hmm. Whereas with you as my partner, it's been really nice to feel more equal, mm-hmm. strangely enough. <laughs> um, and I, and I think that does translate to like day to day things. I think that's also leaves room for us to, Understand and interpret each other's personality type mm-hmm. as, you know, whether you define it as like Enneagram or Myers Briggs, because like you're an ENFP and I'm an INTP, and understanding each other's sort of styles of being, like we can adapt to each other and instead of like trying to force each other into a box, mm-hmm. whether that's gender or whatever, or roles, or roles, or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. Uh, we have a lot more freedom simply because we're coming from a place of openness and support mm-hmm. and like, you know, listening and, and being present with each other, understanding and nurturing each other's individuality, mm-hmm. and then also taking care of the relationship, which is the third entity, mm-hmm. the woo third entity, <laughs> if you want to think about it that way, uh, and really managing, um, all those individual pieces. And now, I. it sounds like a lot of work when I put it that way, which yeah. it is. It's a lot of work, but it's not... I don't know if work is the right word.
2: No, it's like, (laughs) it is. It's a lot of intentionality, but the more that you get used to using that muscle Mm -hmm. of intentionality and communication and support, it just gets built into the rituals. And then, like, every partnership goes through. Like, we've gone through times when we've had, like, a lull already. We've only been together for a couple years, but where it's been like, all right, we're kind of getting comfortable. Now we need to, like... Reassess and come back to what's going on with that third entity, and like, oh, we haven't like spent time going on dates in like a month, and like that's a problem we need to fix, yeah. and um, being really intentional about it, I uh-huh. think. But I I love the fact that our relationship is built on constant communication. Um, which leads to support and like openness to asking questions and growing because uh-huh. neither of us has assumptions of yeah. the other person. Like neither of us assume that the other is going to be the same the next day. Right. And it's also like not putting your emotional reactions on each other too is a big part of that as well that yeah. we can go into, but there's a lot of moving.
0: I th- yeah. I, th- I think that's the, super important part about continuing to focus on individuality like even lately i've been thinking a little bit more about like we live in a small space and we live together and it's harder to honor each other's individuality at home mm-hmm. cuz we're just kind of like always on top of each other sometimes <laughs> actually
1: <laughs>
0: um, but, but but figuratively and literally yeah I mean, it's literally like, sometimes it's like, you know, it can be annoying Yeah. just from like a human perspective. It can be annoying right. to have to check in with your partner before you have to go through your routine in the morning or something.
2: Right. Especially because you know? we both have those, like you have TI and I have FI and both of them need space.
0: Right. <laughs> and, and yeah. Again, those like ENFP and INTP differences uh-huh. are, you know, I, I need time to think about what I'm working on and you need to t- you need time to like you know, take care of your, your emotional processing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to show up in different ways. And I think it's really easy in relationships to get caught up in this feeling of like, you're about to go watch something and it's like, I want to watch this. Are you okay? If we watch this? do you want to watch this? And okay. then if your partner says no, then you're like, I guess I'm never watching this. <laughs> <laughs> and that part of that too,
2: is because we're in such a small space. Like yeah. if we were in a bit of a bigger space, it wouldn't be as much of a problem, but, I, but we are forced to communicate a lot more, which yeah. I appreciate because yeah.
0: we're in a smaller space. <laughs> it's, it's, it would be easier to just run into our corners yeah. and ignore each other. Mm-hmm. If we had a larger space, yeah. Uh, not to say that if you have a larger space, you should do that. Right. <laughs> it, it's just that, um, it would just be something we'd have to check in on more. Yeah. Because I think we have a propensity for either of us. You know, we're, we're more naturally attuned to individuality where there's probably right. some people, some personality types, more judgers in particular who are going to be more relationship focused, most likely, mm-hmm. especially FJs. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be having that kind of relationship where there's a different kind of communication and it's more about what your partner's up to, then that, that requires a different kind of, uh, attention and adjustment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't speak to that to too much intensity. Like we are basically just talking about our own relationship, but, but what's been really helpful is just allowing each other to just like, you're, you're like, it really is like you said, the communication It's Mm -hmm. like. I need to go into the room and meditate for a little bit Yeah, and I have enough of my own individuality that me having something to do is not dependent on you being involved in it. Right. So like you can go and meditate and I'm like, okay, great. I can go record a podcast or I can go watch a John wick three or so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or do something that I want to do for myself. Dragon. That right. Watch dragon ball <laughs> for like three hours. Um, and, and, you know, get stuck in a nostalgia trip, uh-huh. <laughs> which I do. Yeah. So I think it's important to, you know i think we're naturally attuned to our individual sides of our relationship and then mm-hmm. when we're together we just we talk about things it actually gives us so much to talk about right which i think is really helpful as well yeah cuz
2: we're constantly working on ourselves and constantly growing and mm-hmm. so there's so much stuff to bring up and talk about at any given time i think we've talked we've like discussed it before that we don't really We don't fight in a traditional sense of the word because we have discussions constantly. So we have like tense moments where we could be sharp because we're bringing something up that like brings up an insecurity because everybody has them and like, we're kind of communicating about it, but we bring it up before it becomes a big problem. Like there could be a little annoyance and instead of letting it go, I'll just bring it up. Right. because we need to talk about it before yeah. it becomes this big problem. Because in my past relationship, there would be problems that I wrongly assumed I should just let go. Cause that was the quote unquote loving thing to do. Yeah. And then they would become this massive underground issue mm-hmm. that was so wrapped in insecurity that then you couldn't touch it. Right. So I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. I, I, it's, um, there are so many instances in my past where i've withheld what i've really needed to say because you know your partner's going to react a certain way Mm -hmm. or you may assume or try to predict that your partner's going to act or respond a certain way and i I won't say i've never had that problem in our relationship Mm -hmm. that's something i've definitely had to work through um But that's always tied to the past. (laughs) It's always Mm -hmm. tied to those like roles and expectations. But not making assumptions and like listening and asking questions is has been so incredibly valuable Mm -hmm. because the way that we approach it's not like you just come to me and be like, You need to clean up your fucking stuff. No. (laughs) Like it's like it's like That would be
2: disrespectful.
0: I respect you too much to talk to you like that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one one is, is one F-bomb explicit? I guess I have to mark this episode explicit. Oh, wow.
2: Well. <laughs> I was gonna ask you before, because usually they're peppered in, I'm surprised I haven't sworn that
0: much yet. I know. There uh, you go. I, I usually, if it's one, I'll <laughs> keep it, you know... Uh, casual. If it's more than one, then uh, I guess we're going explicit.
2: Hide your kids. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right. Don't listen to a mental health podcast in the car with your children. Um, <laughs> uh, they don't need... To, this is boring for them anyway. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Unless they're so, like an INTP kid who's really curious about I don't know. I feel like I, I would know. still just want to know about spaceships and things. That's like, fair. I don't want to talk about... <laughs> I'm, I'm too, I would be too young to care about relationships. Um, (laughs) but but anyway, (laughs) but but anyway, um, it's, it's really the, the approach is incredibly important to be like tactful in that sense Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you or I don't approach each other with this like attitude. And I think usually a lot of that quote unquote attitude comes from like a withholding. For a while. Like, you're bubbling... It's bubbling up, you're holding it in, and you're just like... "Ah!"
2: Well, and then (laughs) it gets mixed in with resentment, because you're assuming like I've had moments in our relationship where I assume that you're thinking something. Yeah. And again, like that's where I went wrong in the first place is like having that assumption without asking questions and communicating. Right. So it could be about a tiny little thing. I make an assumption and then I don't say anything. Uh-huh. And then I'm like resentful right. because I'm wrongly assuming and I feel upset and I feel annoyed that I feel upset It's <laughs> <That's> compounding, <laughs> and it compounds. And the more that you hold on to that, the more explosive it could be. Right. But still, I think another rule in our relationship is that we try to be very thoughtful mm-hmm. with the way that we communicate. Yeah. Even if we're upset, there are like sharper moments, but we still try to right. be thoughtful because we want to respect each other. Cause I feel like in past relationships, we've both dealt with a lot of, underground, like disrespect right. like, and contempt. Yeah. And we don't want that to
0: be a thing. And, and I think at the end of the day, honoring our individuality allows for that opportunity to appreciate each other's happiness and success mm-hmm. because we're both doing individualized personal work. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're reading more books like the artist way and things that are a little bit more emotionally centered Uh, Most of the time, much of the time, uh, we have overlaps of course, Mm -hmm. but I'm literally reading things like, uh, uh, (laughs) a brief history in time by Stephen Hawking and like getting my own development stuff from things like that. And that individuality, that individual growth is what allows us to learn how to listen and ask questions in our way. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't force you to listen the way I need you to listen. Like I can't sit here and throw all of my information and data at you, you gloss over and I'm still learning that <laughs> But you, you will gloss over and you're like, I can't, my brain just doesn't absorb all of this this way. Uh-huh. It's just too much. You yeah. need like maybe a simpler way to put it or like a, a more feelery way or I don't MIT know. My TE
1: wants
2: concise
0: like, <laughs> right, right, something a little bit more uh palatable, yeah. Whereas, if I had my way, I would just throw the kitchen sink at you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm the same way with like my complex
2: emotions, uh-huh. and we have to talk about that and we have had extensive talks about that those are like i think some of the discussions that could have turned into fights i guess Mm -hmm. that we've had over and over again because it's an ongoing process of being like uh i felt kind of like you weren't interested in what i was saying and that hurt and using i statements is really important too yes (laughs) i statements are so important because Mm -hmm. it's You're not putting your insecurities and your emotions
0: on the other person. It's not their responsibility. This podcast is turning into like a relationship seminar for NPs. 101. (laughs) (laughs) Because that I language is so incredibly important. We ran into that pretty early. Yeah. You know, where I, I was, I think I was saying something to the effect of like, well you said this
2: <laughs> or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. The first time that we had actually the first conversation that we had at a cafe, we were trying to like plan some sort of like networking thing or whatever. Like our first attempt at working together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said something that was triggering to you mm-hmm. and I had no idea it was because yeah. something your like ex wife said to you in a totally different kind of context.
0: You said, um I remember you said uh uh I, I sort of, so sometimes the way that I will say a, a, a version of, so I, what I hear you saying is, right. or like some sort of like response to let you know that I kind of captured what you said right. was to, is to say it a different way. Mm-hmm. So if I say it a different way, that's actually a little frustrating to you, or at least in that moment it was frustrating to you because you responded with a, yeah, that's what I said. Right. And to me, I'm like, but I'm trying to connect with you. Right. And to <laughs> me, that wasn't full of contempt. It was
2: just like, yeah, we're on the same page. Right. Right. So, <laughs> but it turned into a bit of a discussion and feelings were hurt. <laughs> yeah. Because so neither it, of us knew what we were, the
0: other was saying. Really. I, I think the point is like, brains are complex. Uh-huh. Humans are complex. Yeah. Personality types are complex. And like, it takes a lot of patience to really continue to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Like we've been together for a few years, which is still weird to say out loud, yeah. but it, it's, but we're like always still learning a lot of little nuanced things about each other mm-hmm. and constantly being curious. So it, it, it kind of goes along with like, not just cheering you on and seeing your success and like, you know, me dealing with my own insecurities. Right. But it's like, I have to continue to nurture my own individual growth to allow for those things to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: that all makes sense.
2: Yeah, and I think the core concept there that's been huge for us in our relationship success is the idea that we don't put our insecurities on the other person. Right. Like, that was something actually that was super refreshing for me when we first started talking because I was so used to... I had like a complex PTSD thing <laughs> from my last relationship of a bit of gaslighting and a bit of like codependency in that I was expected to take on the other person's emotions and like take responsibility for them and, you know, care a lot more about them internally. Yeah. Um, and one of the first conversations we had, I was worried about how you were feeling about it and you said, um, I'm a grown ass man and my, my reactions are my problem. Like they're not your responsibility. And that was huge because I like knew that intellectually, but hearing it out loud, I was like, Oh, a partnership can be like this shit. Like
0: (laughs) that's great. And I've been thinking about that in a little bit more of a nuanced way in terms of like my insecurity is my problem, Mm -hmm. meaning my insecurity and my growth around what I'm insecure about is for me to deal with internally, to feel the emotions of that, to, to think about it, to talk about it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it does involve sometimes having to talk about it, especially yes. as an INTP. Like I have extroverted feelings, so I need to talk my emotions out yeah. in some way. That's why this podcast exists. That's why like I do that in our relationship or like I'll talk to my dad or something about, yeah. um, what I'm Processing and experiencing, but the point through of managing your own insecurity is like some form of processing. Yeah. And if that means like having to process with your partner, mm-hmm. like that means doing it with care Yeah, and doing it intentionally to not just project your insecurity onto your partner, but to say, honestly, like this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what is happening for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not necessarily having to speak from a, you need to fix this or you need to feel this way, or you need to do something in return. Mm-hmm. Just saying what is like, yeah. whether, that, I mean, I think that's universal for any personality type needs yeah. to kind of process their thoughts and emotions through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, you know, the behavior change in that is basically expressing Instead of trying to explain how you feel or trying to put how you feel onto the other person and making your partner fix it.
2: Yeah. Cause I'm glad you said that because there's a definite difference between processing and projecting. Yes. And that goes for every relationship like that you have, whether it's romantic or a business or a family or whatever, even with your kids, there's a big difference between processing and also making space for each other Yeah, to process mm-hmm. and just like, projecting that shit onto the other person without actually moving through it and working through it and kind of making sense of it. Cause yeah, we talk about each other's feelings and thoughts and stuff all the time and it might be uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean that you are having this expectation that the other person should take on the weight of what should be your internal process. Right. Like and
0: your growth is your responsibility. And it's understandably hard. Yeah. Because everyone struggles with Mm -hmm. this to some degree. It comes out as projection or some other form of psychological expunging. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I want
2: to add to, before we move on that, like, we think your growth is your responsibility, but because we're in a partnership, I'm here to support you in that. Right. So like, I'm here to make space and to help you Mm -hmm. when you need help. Right. So it's not like we're just here... And doing our own shit just in the same space. Right. We're supporting each other, but we're not taking on personal responsibility.
0: Yeah. And, and ultimately supporting each other based on what each individual person finds to be important for themselves. Again, like
1: growing love languages, <laughs> well, there's, there's love
0: languages, which is important to know. Uh, I always forget them all, but it's like touch quality time. Um, Gifts, Gifts. words of affirmation, affirmation. acts of service, service. we did it. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) It's because we listed them out the other day. We did. (laughs) Um, And there's reasons for that. And we'll talk about that soon. But um, the love languages and just kind of getting to know the way your brain works a little bit and Mm -hmm. getting to know what you care about and what your goals are, what your vision for the future looks like, uh, respecting all of those things and not... Again, tying them to what I want for myself mm-hmm. and almost like almost looking at it like a Venn diagram in a way, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I call the devil's vagina. <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> I mean, I'm so kidding. This is officially explicit. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, two no, swears
2: and no. a vagina, <laughs> it's more about
0: the devil, less about the vagina. Um, and But when you do the Venn diagram situation of your lives, like you kind of look at your individuality and then the little sort of, uh, vulva in the middle is all about uh, like what, what aspects of your, your personalities together, like the thing, your dreams, your hopes, your, what you're working towards together, what you're sort of continuing to evaluate what the overlap is. Mm -hmm. And you know, being able to, that's basically what, like, the entity, the third entity of the relationship, like, wants essentially. So continuing to find out what you... I'm so distracted by the way that you explained that.
2: (laughs) I can't imagine that the audience is going to be able to track with us after that.
0: (laughs) Sorry about that. This was getting too serious to my own liking. Um,
2: (laughs) But it is important to think about the overlap, like the things that are similar for you in your relationship like that third entity uh-huh. and continue that's like a continual revisiting yeah because you're continuously you know in an ideal world both growing uh-huh. separately uh-huh. so we are talking about that growth together mm-hmm. and then you're f- like for example you read that book the art of noticing which is a book that he's reading right now mm-hmm. and he talks about things that have struck him in that book and are helping him to grow and i'm just like that's really cool and then it makes me think about things and i go to my own personal process and on and on it goes right. <laughs> in the diagram
0: <Ventiogram>. right and <laughs> there are um austin cleon's books seth godin personality hacker our friends mm-hmm. um Those are things that are definitely overlaps for us. Yeah, Um, you know, creativity. I mean, we met podcasting, which is strange and always a weird conversation to share. But um, (laughs) for another time, Uh, we met podcasting about mental health. Yeah, we were podcasting about our lives and challenges and creativity and a lot of things that overlapped for us, and that's essentially how we kind of connected and met. And Mm -hmm. I think what's incredibly important is that through those things, through those overlaps, like they are ways to continue to sort of connect so that in a sense, if you kind of get too far away from the third entity in a way, Mm -hmm. like if you're too far into your individuality, Mm -hmm. that Venn diagram is like the, the devil's vagina (laughs) <laughs> so i i won't say it ever again um yeah you will i i <laughs> depends on the context uh, but <laughs> no offense to vaginas um or devils or devils uh we love both of people <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the audience drop off yeah. um, <laughs> everyone just turned everyone, the everyone's everyone's gone mm-hmm. so uh understanding the overlap Helps with, you know, when you go, when you're like kind of too far gone in your individuality and there's like, you, you feel like you've lost connection. Mm-hmm. That's sort of some things that you can pull from to kind of bring it back in a little bit. Yeah, or
2: see if it's possible to bring it back in. I think like sometimes if you have become too far separate in your relationship and come back to that middle ground that you maybe used to have mm-hmm. and you realize that you actually don't have things in common anymore or don't have like curiosities about that person anymore, yeah. then it might be time to like check in and see if the relationship needs to be complete or if you can continue it. Cause right. that's important too. Cause like every relationship has an arc. And whether it ends with someone dying or whether it ends with someone walking away, you know, like it's important to keep checking in and not be afraid of that potential outcome, Mm -hmm. but keep on. But that like not being afraid of that potential outcome has helped us
0: have stronger communication and made our relationship stronger. And I think sometimes that is some of the fear of communicating Yeah, is that communicating may reveal that the relationship does need to complete Mm -hmm. or that there is something, you know, that the other person is always evaluating the relationship yeah. because I think it's healthy to continue to reevaluate the relationship,
1: mm-hmm. to
0: check in. It's like a checkup essentially. And, you know, ultimately the relationship is to serve each other, but to serve yourself and to serve your future. Mm-hmm. And if it's not serving you anymore, then it's perfectly valid to want to leave it. Even if it's not an agreed upon mutual thing, there are certainly circumstances where there is like abuse. And I honestly think of, I can't remember the damn word, (laughs) but the the word for your partner's pleasure and success and appreciating that Mm -hmm. the opposite I would think is contempt
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: having contempt is one of the things that I've seen over and over again is something that a relationship can't recover from. Yeah. It's kind of a nail in the coffin. It seems like, and the evaluation, the communication and reevaluating is a way for you to assess that, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's through checking in with your emotions or checking in with your friends or checking in with, with, uh, what makes sense to you or looking at the patterns of like your relationship and the way that the other person has treated you or, or said things to you mm-hmm. and not respected your individuality. If the Venn diagram is too far on their side, for example,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or um, yours, or yours, it's very possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, both. you could be the abusive person right.
2: <laughs> and not even realize it. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's really important to be honest with yourself and, both of you, you yourself as an individual and your partner or potential partners, you all deserve to have the best possible relationship. Yeah. And maybe, like you said before, if it's you that wants to leave, that is perfectly valid, too. And mm-hmm. I think it takes two people and that other person deserves someone who really wants to be in it. Yeah. And if you don't want to be in it, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but it's important to check in. Yeah, one
0: of the one of the kind of signs of, of abuse tends to be this like separation from an external support system. Mm -hmm. They sort of kind of make you dependent on them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important thing to look out for, which I think there's a completely other podcast episode that could be dedicated to all of this. Yeah. Um, but essentially I think as a public service announcement, (laughs) I think, uh, I, I think it is important to know that even though you have a relationship with this person and, and you're dedicating most of your time to this person potentially mm-hmm. living with them, etc., it's still important to nurture that individuality, mm-hmm. to nurture your own support system. Because if things do go down, you need somewhere to go. Yeah. You're gonna need, you know, some something to fall back on. Yeah. You're gonna need uh someone to take you in. And You know, in the process, you may find out that not everything is the way that you wanted it to be, and not everyone's going to be there in the same way that you wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, if you are taking extra time to support your own support system, you will find the people you need when it is time to complete that relationship. So at the end of it, it's like just about expressing that it is valid To feel the relationship is complete, but then also to swing it back around like it's valid and actually in support of the relationship to nurture your individuality because that helps strengthen the relationship. And the thing, the reason that I love thinking about like relationships as two individual points and then kind of the third point is that, you know, triangles are fucking strong. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, that is, that feels less codependent Mm -hmm. if you think of it abstractly.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a little bit more of, like, you have this common check-in point that you sort of have to go to if you want to keep that triangle strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, like, the same concept as taking the polyamory concept of, like, thinking about your partner's pleasure and joy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and thinking about your relationship's pleasure and joy yes, and so
2: in <laughs> summation <laughs> you deserve support, your partner or potential partner deserves support and both of you deserve a supportive relationship and environment and so figuring out how that works and looks for you is the best thing you could do for your time.
0: so cool I think that's a good natural wrapping up point. That's <laughs> a lot of stuff. But uh, one of the big reasons we're doing this podcast, first of all, I want to thank Patreon supporters. Uh, Molly Owens is like well, another Molly in my life. Yay, Molly. <laughs> Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash dopamine if you want to support the podcast. Um, and we're actually working on a specific course for INTPs called Finding and Maintaining Relationships, which is going in depth in a lot of the stuff that we talked about here mm-hmm. in a little bit more of a linear organized format and uh, a way to sort of celebrate Valentine's day mm-hmm. by supporting our INTP friends. Cause I know that myself, I've had so many difficulties with relationships Yeah, and sharing, you know, Molly's going to be on it as well and basically sharing her perspective of me <laughs> as an INTP. And INTPs
2: in general because you guys have like so much to give and people hate on you sometimes and it sucks because you're amazing <laughs> group of people. So yeah. we're going to talk to you about how you can find, build, maintain relationships specifically as an INTP and I think that's super helpful.
0: Yeah, I think managing those relationships in your life and finding new relationships mm-hmm. is it's like our ultimate goal, but we kind of deny ourselves of it. And I understand how it's so hard, but this is also a way for you to gather some energy and strength to be able to go forward and like meet people halfway mm-hmm. in your way. We're not trying to force you to be an extroverted feelery, like, Hey, it's oh, no. trying to make that Like, no, this is about not your jam. <laughs> this is about learning to use your style of thinking and expressing And using that as a way to like listen and ask questions, to be open, to even think about how the process of dating involves so many things to think about. We're going to talk about relationship maintenance, and then we're going to talk more about closing the relationship if need be, and stuff like that. That's basically what we're going to be talking about in this thing. So Mm -hmm. uh, as of this recording, if you are one of the first listeners of this podcast, if you go to dopamine.teachable.com, our dopamine school, we're going to have it up. For pre-order, it's going to be finished and ready by Valentine's Day. That's the point. Is launch is about Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. But if you go and pre-order before Valentine's Day, you will get a limited price of fourteen dollars until the launch, which is going to be more than fifty percent off Mm -hmm. by the time it goes up. When it goes up after Friday goes up to $29. So go get it. It's going to be, it's, a, it's like a no brainer. It's like mm-hmm. the cost of a Funko pop. And I know you <laughs> INTPs love your Funko pops
1: Hell yes. So or, or you really
0: hate them. I don't know, but either way, <laughs> you're going to find a way to spend that $14. So mm-hmm. you might as well do it and spend it on something that's going to be valuable and important for you in your growth going forward and managing and maintaining your relationships so that those things can be streamlined and then you can actually enjoy and do the things that you want to do because I know INTPs. Like watch
2: three hours of Dragon Ball.
0: Yeah. That's just (laughs) like, that's the whole point at the end of this, you're going to be able to watch three hours of Dragon Ball and still have your partner love you. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Be excited for that. (laughs) Even if she's off doing something else or he or whatever.
0: Right. So (laughs) dopamine.teachable.com. Go ahead. It's going to be called, uh, finding and maintaining relationships for INTPs featuring Molly, the ENFP. And uh we're gonna be talking all about that. Again, go pre-order and sign up for that. Fourteen dollars until Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this after Valentine's Day, sorry. But if you go and sign up on Dopamine.life to our email list, then you'll find out there's other sort of sales and things coming up and lots of plans for lots of Lots of teachings coming in the future. Lots
2: of things to support the INTP fam.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Cause we, we love my people. Mm-hmm. So, um, with all of that said, Molly, do you have anything you want to talk about or push for yourself? Instagram, stuff like that?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, if you guys liked anything that I said or liked listening to my voice, I am all over Instagram. I am the darling revolution and I'm about to start a Patreon push. So I'm launching my Patreon. Um, on Saturday the 15th of February and that's going to be a safe space to talk about all of the things and relationships and our weird ass selves and I'm a painter and artist so I talk about creativity a lot and curiosity and artistic practice and all that good shit so follow me at The Darling Revolution
0: yes if you are an aspiring creative INTP or anyone that's listening Molly is a really great resource for that we're going to be doing a lot more stuff together around creativity and creative expression. And I'm doing some stuff in the future about INTP expression too, I'll bet I'm not going to get ahead of myself, <laughs> we have first the Valentine's Day course. So finding and maintaining relationships. So I don't know this has been a great, rela- great relationship. <laughs> Thanks, and, uh, thanks we're done. For Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, this has been a good podcast. I really enjoyed, uh, talking about this. Um, <laughs> thanks I'm, for having I'm me. <laughs> I'm getting flustered now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't, it's, it's a lot harder to podcast with someone else. I feel like I've had my own scripts in my head and <laughs> I just yep. gotta go. Um, but basically to just kind of wrap this up. Uh, if you have any comments, questions on the website, you can go do that where it's going to be up on YouTube, anywhere else, leave your comments, your questions about relationships, any challenges you've had with relationships and, uh, anything that you're working on in relation to relationships that you've had in your life. So I would love to know about that. So with all of that said, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Molly, for being here. Thank I you. love you. I love you too. And <laughs> I'll catch you guys next time. Take care of yourselves and each other and i'll catch you next time on dopamine see ya bye just like record this real quick just to know what this sounds like oh Oh my god oh my god which is nice because i felt like i had to like project but like i can literally sit back and like it's pretty it's pretty good yeah oh my god you're you're so clear i'm
2: so clear you're
0: so much louder in my ear than you are in person (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) i mean but i but i well depends on the context um (laughs) what
2: devil's vagina
0: devil's vagina i'm gonna put this as a blooper at the end of the podcast (laughs) episode i i'm we're just testing this uh i use this i've been i was using a voice recorder and i had like a boom mic attached to it but this is without the boom mic this is with like the zoom h1 leave the
2: boom in the room i don't know (laughs) we don't need the boom mic we just got this little
0: hey if your relationship's good there's more boom in the room (laughs)